Hello, 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 and thank you so much for tuning into this um, audio message. The topic is Resist Temptation to Sex a Married or Single African Pastor, Prophet, or Minister. Now, this topic has been on my heart to share for a while, and today I found the time to write and produce this content. This message is for ladies who are seeking counseling and deliverance at churches, those who are currently working closely with the male pastor, minister, or prophet, and those who are currently in a situationship with a married man that holds one of the titles I just mentioned. The situation I am about to talk about does go on in some American churches, but I have mostly visited African churches, hence the title. So first, let me tell you a little about me. I used to be in the faith for like eight years, and during that time, I visited many churches in Georgia and in New York. I have met all kinds of men of cloth, and in my late 20s, I briefly volunteered to help out several deliverance ministries. My first encounter with a married African pastor who wanted sex came around the age of 16 to 17. I looked up to this man as a father figure because I was having issues with my real dad, but This father figure had other plans in mind. I was shattered and disappointed after he disclosed that he wanted me to be his sugar daughter and if I could do him. The nerve. I ended up distancing myself from him and eventually stopped all contact once in NYC. So after this situation, I ran into more godly single and married African dudes who asked me for sex in discreet, sneaky ways. And I declined. I even tried dressing like a Puritan to church. No makeup, no weave, nothing. And I was still asked by these men, I know people may say just say no to a man of cloth that is asking you for something, but sometimes it is not easy, and I know this all too well. One pastor I ran into in Brooklyn, New York, was extremely tempting, and I contacted several ladies for advice and encouragement, and they were good at helping me to block and delete. I want to talk to you about what I learned and how you can resist temptation if you are put in a difficult spot and what to do if you did indeed give in to temptation and have sex. So, number one, you are vulnerable. Be wise. Don't Don't go alone to a man for advice. Whether you are working in ministry, volunteering, seeking advice, deliverance, or some kind of spiritual help from a married man of cloth or a single man of cloth, 
you are still in a vulnerable position to be deceived and used. I went alone, trusting that I would receive deliverance and help for some issues I was facing and shared a lot of things. And in return, I got BS. When you go to these men and share your heart, they can definitely use your weak points against you. For instance, struggling with porn or masturbation. I advise you to go to a trusted woman minister for advice as long as she is not pushy or controlling. I have been to some church ladies that were like this and it was a terrible, terrible experience. If you must visit a male minister, then go with a friend, your man, or someone. I have seen that sometimes the woman will go the first time with her man or friend or family member and then continue seeing the minister alone and fall into problems. Many of these deliverance ministries are headed by a pastor that has no head or person to give account to. I don't really see their wives coming to service often or supporting these men with their presence. I also see a good number of single men who create and lead churches and refuse to get married for interesting reasons. I don't believe for one second that they are not getting some from somewhere. But ladies, please avoid being their source of relief. Number two, any married man or single man of cloth that asks you that ask you for sex is a liar and is dangerous. Please understand this. So many times these men would tell me sob stories about their wives One told me that he and his wife live under the same roof but sleep in separate rooms. Another told me his wife is back home and they hardly have sex when she does visit him. Another told me that he and his wife don't have sex at all. Uh, One single pastor told me that he is lonely and blah, blah, blah. These men would tell you all kinds of BS stories so that you could feel sorry for them. And be manipulated into sexing them. Some of these pastors asking for sex don't even wear condoms or get tested for STDs. A situation came out in a Canadian court a few years back. That a prophet got a lady pregnant, he denied ever knowing her. Once it came out in the court, through the DNA test, that the baby was indeed his, he then switched his story and said that she seduced him. Before the court, I'm sorry, before the whole court situation happened, The woman said that she 
approached the prophet to tell him that she was pregnant. And he then turned around and asked her to have an abortion. And that God showed him that if she delivered the child, if she has the child, that she will die. So I put a link underneath this audio video to um, the, the article. When you open yourself up to these evil men, they will surely use you and toss you to the side and do anything in their power to prevent further exposure of the situation. Moving on to number three. The pros and cons of sexing a pastor slash minister or prophet married or not. If the temptation is super duper strong to get with this man, please force yourself to sit down and get a pen and a sheet of paper. It is not enough to have it in your mind not to get in bed with a fine looking pastor, minister, or prophet. You need to draw a line in the middle of the paper and list the pros and cons so you can see for yourself the bigger picture and harmful long-term outcomes. I sat down and came up with multiple cons and only two pros. Okay? So, Really one pro. I'm sorry, really one pro. So the only pro is you are getting dick. That's it. The cons are emotional and mental pain. If you find out he sexed another woman or, you know, once he starts rejecting you. Um, next is potential prophetic and death threats and harm. God's going to do this to you. God's going to do that to you. Next is tainted money. I will talk about that in um, number four. Next is he will turn his back on you and lie and say he never knew you once. You do, you know, that's if you decide to expose him. He can also say you are harassing him. Next, members won't really believe you and will turn the blame on you. Next, karma. What you sow is what you reap, girlfriend. Next is disgrace and humiliation. Also, possible pregnancy. The child is unwanted by the fake pastor, prophet, or minister. This man may also have STDs. If he wants or is doing you raw, he is doing other ladies raw. Okay? Number four. Not all members will believe you. So I have noticed that African pastors that perform signs and wonders get more support from their members even though they are in the wrong. Do you know why? 
Many of these members have asked the pastor or prophet for prayer for themselves and their loved ones and saw a transformation. Others have come to the pastor at some of the worst times of their lives and shared their deepest secrets and the pastor helped or the minister or the prophet helped them out of these different predicaments. These things stick in people's minds and hearts and make them loyal 1,000%. Even if the pastor raped or killed someone, there would still be a good amount of members still defending him and it all goes back to his impact in their lives. I call these people militant sheeps. Militant sheep. (laughs) Ladies that come out about what pastor or prophet or minister did are rejected instantly and blamed for his downfall. These folks usually say, well, you knew he was married or you know fornication is wrong or you seduced him and it's your fault that he fell. While some of their comments concerning, um, you know, him being married or the situation could possibly be true. The biggest fact they actually decide to miss is that he is the shepherd. Okay? And quote-unquote God in heaven is quote-unquote supposedly leading him. Which means he should know better than the sheep. This man should have more discernment and quote-unquote power than the sheep from my understanding and self-control. People decide not to open their eyes for many reasons. Down through the years, I watched the reactions of different churches, of the people, I'm sorry, of the people within the different churches where these ladies you know, expose the pastor or the minister or the prophet, and many members are ready to die even for these wicked men, and they defend these men like crazy. So, for instance, out of a church of like 5,000 members, only like 50 to 100 may believe the woman. I have seen shameless pastors continue to preach in their pulpits during and after the news break breaks about their sin. Folks excuse these pastors and encourage them just to get back up in, in the pulpit after doing some of the most heinous stuff. It's unbelievable. Moving on to number five. Material goods and money is tainted. I didn't put money and material gains in the pro section because it's really a con. I want you to understand that when a pastor, minister, or prophet is taking his people's money and giving it to you for fun and games, that he is really cursing you. Many of these members are putting in their last dime and even giving their meal money 
into the offering pot and believing for something great. The pains and sufferings that they are praying away can possibly be transferred to you. Did you know that some people say prayers over their money before they place it in the offering pan? When I was a Christian, I would say, God, I am sowing the seed in faith to see your hand in my situation. Please do something. Some years ago, I heard a guy say before giving his tithe that if this money is used the wrong way, may his problem be multiplied in the life of whoever is doing wrong with the tithe. A pastor once offered me the tithe of his church to visit him for taxi rides and da-da-da-da-da. Bottom line is I turned it down because I knew and I did not want the problems of the people to fall upon my head and I ain't got time for no damn karma. Moving on to number six. I sexed him. Now what? Now, you don't need to bottle this situation up because of shame. You need someone trustworthy to talk to about this that isn't a member at the church you met the pastor, prophet, or minister at. I encourage you to get Christian counseling from a woman that is certified to give advice. Type Christian counselors into your internet search engine. And look for one that has years of solid experience. Or you can go to the National Christian Counselors Association, the NCCA, and look in their directory. You need to start the healing process and you do have options you can put into action. A counselor of faith will further talk to you about this and give you instruction based on the Bible. Well, my message is concluded. I want to thank you again for tuning in. I put some links underneath this audio video. And ladies, check out my Facebook group and join. All right. Have a nice day.